Hi, this is Mind Body Student, where Ollie, Joe, Mitch, three girls with Mike, bringing you positive frequencies for your improvements. We value sharing thoughts and respect for our environment and creating a safe space. We wish to provide an open conversation for all of us to expand on themes that will hopefully interest you. Lockdown in a virtual world, how it affects physical health, part two of three. Hey everyone. Hello. Hello, hello. Let's start by saying that a lot of people, because they had restrictions and they couldn't go out, inevitably they weren't able to do their no normal exercises, right? The beginning, people weren't even sure about if they could run outside and they could just even take walks, let alone trying to access other facilities. Right. Right. It's like everyone started running. It was marathon every day. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of things were closing. And so activities that people would usually be doing, they couldn't do anymore. And so, yeah, we were stuck with either running outside or doing home workouts. Exactly. So a lot of people count on materials from either gyms or classes, yoga classes, Pilates classes, biking, uh, to do their usual fitness routine. And in a normal situation, we like having that variability and actually as healthcare like practitioners ourselves, we encourage people to seek for a variety of uh, exercise methods. And on top of that, uh, gym equipment was getting sold out really fast in stores. And then they were really hiking up the prices on different types of gym equipment because they knew people were relying on uh, home workout materials. Uh, yeah, like I remember trying to find stuff to buy. Everything was sold out. The stuff that was available was at really crazy prices. And you had to get in innovative with like if you wanted to lift. Because I think particularly for lifters, it affected us uh, maybe a little bit more than cardio people. Because we didn't have much to lift. And so I remember first week I was lifting my sofa. I can't believe you've done this. Doing squats <laughs> with my sofa because there was nothing else to lift. And it worked. It worked. It was very unergonomic <laughs> yeah because like we're so used to training like we aim for lower reps and now we're forced to be doing higher reps because we don't have enough weight to use and uh, yeah it gets in our head that we're not uh, maintaining our muscle anymore or we're not as active as we used to be I would counter it because I'm not more I didn't really need the equipment before uh, the pandemic I relied a lot on home workouts walking mm -hmm. cycling so for me actually when uh, the lockdown happened I actually took more time to do research on different exercises I wouldn't normally do so mm -hmm. for example looking into a HIIT workout or looking into um, like Zumba uh, online and, and still like it would be kind of like a warm-up or a cardio session and yeah like you said also tried running and <laughs> tried doing uh, different stuff so I feel like for the general population that might or for the people at least that don't work out necessarily as regularly for them it was an opportunity to actually refocus on how important it is to actually maintain your physical health yeah that's a really good point like uh and even just the fact that we were being like 
locked in you weren't really able to go outside people were kind of forced to turn to like physical activity and exercises mm -hmm. to have an outlet i find it funny how there was maybe perhaps we can even say that there was a little reverse effect where back in the days a lot of people at least novices found it very intimidating to go to the gym you know it was like a, a, an unknown place out of your comfort zone you know where to stand what weights to take where to bring them but I feel like for people that are used to use those facilities to transition to working out at home kind of felt the same way. We were now novices to home workouts. Like I remember not really understanding like how to structure my workout about it and like to know when I should stop because there's a difference of uh, soreness when you lift weight and versus when you do hypertrophy like with a very low weight high rep. Yeah, I feel like it was kind of maybe a payback for all of those years where we put people uncomfortable going through a gym stuff. Right, so just to explain to those who don't know, hypertrophy is when you're growing muscle. And I was actually seeing this a lot on social media. People were thinking they weren't, weren't going to get as much hypertrophy by doing higher rep workouts instead of lower rep. Because like since we're at the gym, we have access to a higher weight, so you tend to do uh, a lower rep range like I know 8 to 12 is usually what you aim for when you want to aim for hypertrophy but really uh, no matter what rep range you're doing you can still get hypertrophy the only thing is that when you're doing um, much higher reps so like let's say you're aiming for 50 reps it's a lot more mentally challenging to beat exactly. that 50 reps than it is to beat like 10 reps but you can still grow muscle yeah of course i think at the end of the day it's good to have a good a big repertoire of uh, different types of training and at least for my end i know that this allowed me to explore more into the fields where i usually don't go like trying yoga we tried yoga for the first time and yes. like as a group we like zoom called shared screen and we did that a couple of times and it was really nice yeah that was fun i don't know actually. about you guys i actually <laughs> continued continue as part of uh, not necessarily replacing a workout but it was one activity physical activity that I did yeah. every day even if it was just um, doing upper body right because we yeah. stood a lot during the day on calls or doing work um, and lower body as well. But let me ask you a question like pre-covid did your perspective on yoga and such was that different from post-COVID? Absolutely. Before pandemic, I saw yoga as, no offense anymore, but uh, I saw yoga as uh, a difficult, intense way to stretch. Right? <laughs> That's it a was... nice way to put it, yeah. <laughs> if I put it nicely, yeah. Um, so I didn't feel the need to do it. I told myself, well, I could stretch my, my own way after working out. Why would I need to do yoga? And if I need if I need to relax and get my heart rate down, then I could meditate instead. For me, it was one extreme or the other. I didn't really use yoga, which is actually the perfect middle. And when I realized that yoga actually not only helps you mentally and then physically once you're done a workout or even if you haven't done a workout it has different effects yeah. if you want to do it after a workout definitely will help you i find mentally and physically because you're really letting all the muscle stretch out get get 
into it if there's any tension point you will feel it mm -hmm. but if you haven't done a workout I felt that it was more of a relaxation but again a mm -hmm. stretching in a different perspective so I really was feeling where I wasn't working enough in my mm -hmm. muscles Mm -hmm. How about you, Ali? Uh, your thoughts on yoga? Yeah, like what Joella was saying, like I really felt it was more like for stretching or balance. And I realized like it's not just focused on like the physical ability, but it also has a lot to do with your mental health and like um, just getting yourself to feel relaxed and clearing your mind. So that was really uh, nice seeing that and being able to explore like different uh, options I wouldn't have done like outside of COVID. The one thing that I said I took away from uh, trying something I would have never done by myself, like yoga in this case, breath work. Like I I never really understood it or applied it, but once I did yoga, that allowed me to understand how to connect my breath, the number one thing that you need to freaking survive, I mean, one of them, <laughs> with the muscle contraction and the muscle relaxation, the eccentric and concentric part of your movement, when to breathe, when to inhale, when to exhale. In terms of terminologies, for those that don't know, concentric contraction would be shortening the muscle fibers, whereas eccentric contraction would be lengthening the muscle fibers while still contracting. So I I managed to apply this to my normal training now that the gyms are open and I find that it, it helps you one be more efficient and like have more oxygen like do a better workout but also keep that mind muscle connection for sure like something that actually has a really big impact a couple weeks ago the CIA like literally released like articles about this how like aligned chakras meditation and just all this stuff like actually works and they they explain how it works and I find like that also put like a lot of motivation knowing like okay it's not just like some yoga hippie stuff it's mm -hmm. it's actually having an effect on like how your mind and body are working together i find that because the general population everyone were, was spending so much time indoors that there were some people that really did partake in taking care of themselves with uh, their physique and their physical health but there are actually a lot of people that neglected it or at least ignored it a lot. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that I was I was one of them at some point because I lost motivation. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. hard uh, like to keep motivation when you don't really have something to be pushing you. Mm -hmm. Like you're just, it's really up to you since you're inside all the time. No one's really checking you like, okay, are you working out or not? Like we were talking about before, like we're changing the style of exercise that we were used to if you're used to doing like a 10 rep range and now you're going to a 50 rep range it's a lot hard it's harder mentally to challenge yourself to to keep going at that uh, at that rate when you're not used to it and this might not be very covid and lockdown related but just in general a little tip that um at least works for me is to not count on motivation do not count on motivation because trust me when the moment comes if you feel like it or if you don't feel like it might not be the best indicator if you should do something or not i say count on systems count on lifestyles count on implementing a, a routine or something that not only is healthy for you but makes you feel at your best mm -hmm. i'm not saying force yourself to do something if you really don't feel like it then don't but sometimes it happens that we're not 
you know super motivated but were we to do that workout maybe we would feel better afterwards and we'd build that momentum to do that next workout the next day and keep that streak because as soon as you stop you know you kind of have to start all over again and so that's uh, a little trick that I know that works for me is to just like think about it think about health and like taking care of one's body both physically and mentally and in spirit as a lifestyle rather than as something that's up to my motivation exactly like if we're counting on motivation we're never going to be able to to actually do it like consistency is what makes us want to keep going uh, to the gym every day or keeping up with our physical activity um Unless you're a hype person by nature and you're always motivated, then <laughs> props yeah, to you. But that's the thing. When you're motivated, your automatic response is to go do it. When you are not motivated, you're either doubting yourself, so you're asking yourself the question, should I go work out? Should I go do this? Then the obvious answer is always going to be no, mm -hmm. because you're already putting yourself in this moment of doubt. But is that doubt justifiable or not? Because here, when when we're asking ourselves that question, should I go or should I not go? Should I train or not? Who's asking that question? Really, dive deep down into who is asking that question and that's your comfort zone being like yeah. i'm cuzzy in yeah. my bed i don't want to go is that a reason why for you for you to not to go no because your comfort zone is a tricky <laughs> that you shouldn't listen to yeah exactly right. my point okay. yeah, yeah yeah my point was saying that your comfort zone is always going to make you stay as opposed exactly. to actually go so when you have thoughts in your mind like little you know the little voices are like oh yeah no, no 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 ask yourself who is telling me this if it's your comfort zone don't listen to her exactly be aware of not only your mental state and uh, what you wish for but don't push yourself either yeah you need to listen to yourself yeah and motivation can mean different things too like if we're talking motivation day to day then then that's not gonna like help you reach your long-term goal like a goal is not gonna be reached in one day you have to set that mm -hmm. goal that you want and and listen to yourself and be like, okay, what's it gonna take for me to get to there? Which is a super good point because I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you start exercising, especially from scratch, people expect results mm. right away. Yeah. So you could have an amazing goal, very doable, reachable, say, I want to be able to run 2K by next week, or I want to be able to rep this amount mm -hmm. by, by two weeks. And then you expect this to happen exactly by a week or by that set timeline. And when it doesn't happen, that's when your motivation, I think, is in a fragile place. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right, and to say like the reverse of that, like a lot of people were thinking, oh, all I'm, I'm gonna lose all my muscle by like being in quarantine because I don't have access to the same things I had before. Like if someone was uh, really active and used to uh, doing a certain type of physical activity, we know that that's not necessarily the case because once you gain a certain amount of muscle, it's really fast for you to regain it once you um, stop going to the gym and then you start going later. Depending on how much time has passed, right? right depending on to... how much time. Actually, if you stop training for six weeks and then you go back to training, you're gonna regain your strength and your muscle size really quickly and you can actually maintain your strength if you're reducing your training so like if someone's used to training like at a lower rep range like we were just saying and then they're going to a higher rep range 
with lower weights and they're not necessarily pushing themselves enough for like to get that muscle hypertrophy they can still maintain the same strength they had for up to 12 weeks so it's really like it takes a really long time to lose muscle and the amount that you're losing is actually not that much for muscle size it's only like 2 to 14 percent when you stop training for 30 weeks but that's associated with a 30% decrease in strength. So you're gonna be losing more strength than muscle size. I don't know if that was a lot of facts right there. <laughs> that was good, that was good. Right, like I know I was really worried about losing a lot of muscle, but then like seeing those statistics, I knew like, okay, as soon as I get back, it's just gonna come back quickly. I wanted to bring up a little point in terms of motivation, going back into the motivation topic teamwork so first of all there is a lot of people that counted into team sports you know in general to do their physical activities like a soccer game a basketball game or just anything in group that too was kind of hard to manage right because of the lockdown i was for example lacking motivation i know a lot of us were and of course as i said counting on my systems but even if systems are there sometimes you know you wake up and you really don't want to do nothing and i know that the one thing that would always get me off my and start doing stuff was counting on someone to be there you know having that accountability i don't want to fail you i have to meet you to do this workout i got my workout partner ali right here <laughs> with who i train with and we were going kind of regularly pretty often yeah for sure having someone just to keep you accountable really makes a big difference because you're not only counting on yourself you're counting on the other person you don't want to let them down on the plans you made and I'll even ask someone like, okay, make sure I go to the gym today, I wanna go, so if I change my mind, you have to push me and make sure I go. And so that's really what makes me like stay on top of my trainings because I have, I have uh, someone telling me, okay, I need to go. If y'all are looking for practical solutions to, you know, train, find a buddy and um, work out together. I feel that even before the lockdown, we spent a lot of time on social media, seeing what other people are doing with their workout plans and how they're training. I think grew exponentially after the, or during the lockdown, after the pandemic started. Um, so I would spend a lot of time, for example, on social media and I would see a lot of people doing um, really hardcore uh, training uh, or other people preparing for marathons for the summer and I really didn't know which way to go because not only were there two extremes in my opinion there wasn't really a middle ground for me to find something that would interest me and I feel like a lot of the youth is suffering like this and think that there's a certain body or there's a certain workout that they should be doing and that just leads them to being unsatisfied in that training what do you guys think yeah, yeah like social media definitely has a huge uh, role in like how we see ourselves and how we see our bodies there's a lot of yeah. doubt that yeah. can be found within the social media world but i i, I at least see one or a couple positive things that came out of a uh, post like pandemic uh, social media influences a lot of workouts and a lot of ways of trainings and tips and tricks were offered and available now online thanks to the situation trainers were sharing their programs trainers were posting videos yeah, you could find true. any motivation out of 
like so many different places. Some were free, some were scams. Some were costly, but it was much more out there than before because YouTube, Instagram, TikTok um, is much more available. So I think that was good. I think the, the downside if they shame, because there's a lot of shame into the social media world where they're like, if you're not this, if you're not keto, you're trash. If you don't live, you're trash. When people also say, oh, if you don't do this exercise or if you don't lift this, then you're never gonna get exactly. that body. I think mm -hmm. that's even worse because there's a certain guilt that now mm -hmm. people put in themselves. Then they're like, oh, well, this is my fault that I'm not getting the body. And it also goes with people having different goals. Like on social media, we tend to see like really one type of goal that's advertised and really it's you should find an activity that works for you that's going to keep you healthy keep your mental health in check and that's what you should be focusing on reach there's things that you can control and that you cannot control how social media like tries to influence you and like the messages put out there whether they're there to hurt you intentionally or not or to encourage you intentionally or not that's out there it's out of your control out of your locus of control but how you interpret it that's up to you darling and i wish that you can find it within yourself to truly know yourself so that you don't get influenced by the wrong people because now that we're glued to our freaking phones 24 7 we hear so many things so many things we have to be so many things we have to do so many places we have to go but you don't have to and so yeah i guess just my point is Find your locus of internal control mm -hmm. and um, yeah, respect that. We could talk about our nutrition during lockdown. What a roller coaster. <laughs> it was binge eating and closing my eyes and just opening that snack cabinet every hour and just <laughs> taking anything from it. And it was so bad in a sense that I was aware of what I was doing and I didn't refrain myself. I let myself go through it and say, listen, I'm going through a pandemic right now. <laughs> I, if I take this extra snack, it won't do anything. Yeah. But it did. It did because you thought that way every single time you take a snack <laughs> in that one hour. <laughs> I think that for a lot of people, we were on the same boat. We let ourselves indulge in snacking and eating a lot baking a lot that banana bread <laughs> we are masters at this point of the banana art <laughs> yeah which is actually another thing people learn how to cook true <laughs> time to learn how to cook i think that when the moment hit after exams i was able to reground myself and I was able to see that I took really poor uh, eating habits and that affected me in a lot of way and I'm sure there's so many people out there that know when they snack too much for example they get pimples or they start seeing bloating. exactly bloating on the sides and they they can see and they just don't feel good especially for me I did not feel good in my body and so that's when I started researching different ways on how to properly eat and kind of have this mentality that again my body my temple so whatever comes in is how I treat my body properly 
So I looked into, for example, in the morning, instead of, you know, just having milk and cereal and then having a huge piece of banana bread, um, I would make my, I would, um, what's it called? I would make myself oatmeal. And that kept me filled up for hours. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like having proper nutrition is really important in keeping you full and just making sure that you have what your body needs. But I found like during COVID, I was really either really on top of my groceries, I was like having fun going to do groceries, cooking myself meals, but then I was also ordering a lot from Uber. Like Uber Eats was happening a lot. It was just so easy like... Uh, just since you like you're inside all the time and like you don't feel like going out it's just so it's so accessible right to go back on the point of wellness and nutrition i think the difference between working on the outside and working on the inside as per usual has always been a hard task for for most the same way we'll talk into mental health how like people kind of overlook it because they don't see it physically we can apply the same metaphor to um physical health you know when you work out you physically see yourself putting in the work to get your results and to take care of your body to I would say reinforce the walls of your structure which would be your metaphorical muscles but when you nourish yourself when you try to aim for a better nutrition that's you know working on the inside on the engineering <laughs> of inside your temple how corny <laughs> so i never really took it as like how important it is to fill your body but with having more times in my hand and with quarantine it allowed me to you know get gain more interest into the nutritional world and like why this food might be better and what are the nutrients that it brings and when should i eat it because there's there's a whole science as to like when you should eat what to better provide your body with nutrients and for it to be more efficient when metabolized we could go on and on about that science because it's honestly so interesting to see to see food as a fuel rather than just a momentarily enjoyment yeah for sure like i found i was getting myself educated a lot on nutrition not only nutrition just like a lot of different aspects on just because i had so much free time i was just listening to so many podcasts and other material out there on like just my whole youtube my recommendation <laughs> right now is just recipes so guys okay. <laughs> send us links we will gladly listen to at least i will listen to yes them. i will <laughs> yeah and as a concluding point on nutrition once i started eating properly once i was more aware of my diet and i was more cautious of what i was taking in i actually saw better results when i was training and i felt more at ease as well during the day i didn't feel as tired for example i didn't feel as exhausted although there were some days again where you, you study or you work so much in front of a computer it's just natural for for you to not feel well but i want to hear you guys what do you guys how were your experiences with uh, eating and training yeah, yeah like I, I feel to go off the point mitch was making before like when we go to the gym we're really putting in our results and we see the work that we're doing but then when it comes to eating we don't necessarily see it right away so it's harder for us to like want to put in that work and want to make sure we're eating healthy because uh, we're looking for like the short-term goal of like something sweet or something like junk food over 
eating healthy mm-hmm. and seeing as how that affects like our physical goals too. When you do training, you will see the effects of training as you do more. But for nutrition, you will see the lack of effect of nutrition when you eat like and yeah. so it's it's more like that like if you eat very very good it's gonna take a lot of time for you to f- like glow or like look amazing but if you start eating bad that's when you're gonna start seeing like your hair is gonna thin your nails gonna be like whack your skin is gonna look less good and i think that's one of the main reasons why nutrition is so overlooked you know you might be have the choice in between like whole wheat bread and then normal bread you know be like oh does it really matter same calories okay let's go for the most tasty one that's gonna give me the best reward and satisfaction in the instantaneous moment but those extra fibers those extra little minerals and vitamins found in another type of bread might be more beneficial but also mm-hmm. don't eat bread Man, <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my mind when you are choosing a certain way of dieting dieting goes again with like short-term goals versus long-term goals yeah. like if you see it as a diet yeah it's it's not gonna stay with you uh, like yeah. for a long time it's not a, a lifestyle yeah and in terms of like nutrition and training that was i think your initial question joe um i think there's a whole science behind that and like the more you dig the more you get into it we see nutrition again as a complement right to training whereas it it has to also be like uh, the main pillars training nutrition self-care they're together they're not competing they they come as a package as a whole Mm -hmm. however they can act as a synergist synergist being two things working together to achieve the same goal and usually a better and greater goal mm-hmm. better in common word <laughs> that being said if you start using your nutrition as a way to reinforce and like be more efficient with your training to recover better so you can push harder next time that's when you get exactly. the best results yeah and like if you're going to the gym all the time but you're not eating right you're never gonna see those results that you're putting uh, that you're putting in if you see that same pattern apply if you eat well you tend to be in a good mood or in a better mood Mm -hmm. and if you don't eat well you're probably not gonna feel as great either if you're consciously aware that what you're intaking has no nutritional addition to you then in the end you're not gonna feel great Mm -hmm. Yeah, nutrition and uh, physical health really has a big impact on um, your mental health and how you're feeling. And I can tell you, your body feels different. You wake up energized. Mm -hmm. You don't feel as sore as before. Your hair, your skin, your nails, Mm -hmm. they They look good. They start glowing. (laughs) And that's when you you feel you you bring that connection between like how you can treat your body better from Mm -hmm. the inside out. that can keep you motivated throughout the weeks and months. Focus on your long-term goals while implanting proper habits. Eating healthy not only has a benefit for your physical health, but as well for your mental health. Remember that everyone has a different body type. Do what's comfortable for you and go at your own pace. Be mindful of the way you treat your body inside and out in order to be the most efficient possible in terms of your goals. We really appreciate you. You can reach us on Instagram at mind.body.studio.
student or via email at info.mindbodystudent.com. Don't forget to subscribe. See you next time.